This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. We begin tonight's entertainment by going to a radio show that starred two legends of the silver screen. I'm referring to the program Bold Venture, and the two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. She was only 19 when they met, and he was 25 years her senior. But from the moment Humphrey Bogart asked Lauren Bacall to write her number on a matchbox back in 1944, <laughs> it was on. The duo married a year later and enjoyed one of the most legendary, albeit short-lived, love stories in Hollywood history. He died of esophageal cancer in 1957 when she was only 32. Together, Bogey and Bacall made four films, two children, and left countless mementos of their intense, instantaneous connection. Film historian Leonard Moulton agreed, telling Vanity Fair that their relationship was one of those instances where it's quite possible that we are eyewitness to an actor or actress actually falling in love. And while good actors make us believe that all the time, there has to be some extra kick when it's real. So here's the episode, Forged Bill of Lading. Mystery, romance, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Together in the sultry setting of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean. Oh, venture. magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue. No people come to Shannon's place. Cash register is one big disgrace. The money that lies within the till could possibly change one dollar bill. Why the applause, sailor? Because I like Calypso songs, and because I like the way King Moses sings them. You know, you're a lucky man, Slate. You get your business trouble set to music. Yeah, it delights me. Saturday night and no customers. What's a man supposed to do on a Saturday night? You're a big boy now, but if you don't know, King Moses will tell you. Don't worry about it, Mr. Slate. It was the same no business last year when the rainy season came. Mr. Slate? Well... Well, what? Here comes a man who's liable to start a fad. He takes out a girl on Saturday night. Yeah, smile like you can hardly bear the fun you're having, sailor. 
Good evening, sir. Table for two in the corner, mister. Hold the menu till I whistle. Lady's not hungry. How are you, baby? No. Not thirsty either, are you, baby? No. See what I tell you, mister? Uh, don't bother, I'll find myself a place. Yeah, don't forget to whistle. Everything all right, baby? You happy? If I were dead, I'd be happy. Oh, baby, Dolores, baby. Oh, no, no. Uh, come on, sit down. That's my girl. Take your hand away from me. You don't tell Vic what to do, remember? Remember? Yes, I remember. Well, now, that's good. Real good. Fine. All right. You said you wanted to talk to me before you gave me the papers. Talk. If I give them to you... You're starting off all wrong. There's no if in it. Just give me the papers and you can talk your head off. I'll listen and smile and nod anything you want to say. How do I know? If I give them to you, how do I know everything will be all right then? Oh, baby, baby. How do I know? You don't know anything at all. You're hurting my arm. Whistle yet, mister. How's Welch you're raising in the lady's arm? Hurt my eyes. Outside, busted. By yourself. Out. You want to play? You want to play, huh? Real good. Play. Okay. Okay. I'll get up. Where'd the girl go? The girl I came in here with. Where'd she go? She couldn't wait. She left. You know something, mister? You just don't know what you did. Oh, Arthur. Is that Captain? Now, did you bring him? No. I gave you an order. Enough of those from you and for you. With a quarter of a million dollars shining down on us, you'll take more, won't you, Vic? Won't you? Yeah, Captain. All right. They can come in now. Not a ship's empty except for you. You like it here alone, Captain? Havana within kissing distance. You stay here alone? I gave the crew shore leave. They can kiss it for me. They can do other things with their mouths. Like talk. You talked, but you didn't come back with anything. Something got away. A spoonful of Havana girl, and you couldn't take away from her what was bought and paid for. Maybe you ought to talk to the ship's doctor, huh? I told you. A guy named Slate Shannon lost it. You'll tell me how, huh? I had my hands on him. Girl got girlish about it. Began to think of reasons why she shouldn't give them to me. I tried to persuade him I was going good, too. And this slate Shannon wrapped your knuckles because he's a hero. I never knew you were a hero worshiper, Vic. The things I don't know about you. Like to try on yourself, Captain. I can give you the address with a recommend. You're slime, Vic. Isn't that what you are? Answer me! That's why, yeah. You let a quarter of a million dollars run through your fingers. That makes you slime. You already said once. I got a fortune in opium in the hole. In the barrio in Havana, we can get a quarter of a million dollars for it. You know how it is with all that money? I heard. I get hungry for nice things, expensive things, things I haven't had for a long time. I want those things, Vic. That's why we brought this tub all the way from Macau. Explain it to you. Shannon, stop it. We can't unload all that stuff because I haven't got a bill of lading. Because you didn't get it for me. Just a bill of lading that says I'm carrying canned apple juice. Is that too much to ask, Vic? I'll get it. 
Sure you will, Snake. Sure you will. times have I told someone to fix this desk drawer? The last man you had in here to fix that drawer told you we have to demolish the desk to get it open. You should have taken the three dollars he offered you for it. I've got a pipe in that drawer. You've got other pipes. I know, but somebody gave me this pipe. Did she break it in for you first? Ah. It won't open, Slate. It never does. Answer the phone. I'll bet it won't open this time either. Hello? Who? Mr. Slate Shannon? He's trying to open a drawer right now. Can I help you? Oh, sure. Yes, he's here. Slate. Who is it? The girl with the welt. You'd better talk to her. Yeah. Slate Shannon speaking. Please bring the envelope to me. What? The envelope I gave you. I must have it. What are you talking about? What envelope? When were you fighting? I put an envelope in your pocket. Huh? What'd you do that for? Oh, there's no time, please. You have the envelope. The envelope with the papers in it. Now, wait a minute. I'll see. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. No envelope. I put it there in your coat pocket. Oh, please, it must be there. Oh, why didn't you say coat? Taylor, my coat hanging on a chair over there. That's faker. She sounds that excited, and all she wants from you is your dry cleaning. See, there's an envelope in one of the pockets. All right. There's an envelope here. Thanks. Hello? Yes. Okay, I've, I've got your envelope. Uh, what's important about it? Bring it to me, please, please. There's no time. Please bring it to me. Now, just take it easy. Where do I bring it? To Avenida Presidente, number 18, the end of the hall. Well, who do I ask for? For me, Dolores Quito. Oh, please, please hurry. Right away, Dolores. You're going to see Dolores right away? This minute. Help me with my coat, Slate. <laughs> tour through many charming places in Havana. I am charming guy. No, thanks, Chico. But you have convinced me. Instead of five dollars, I will take you to such places for only three dollars. Senorita, talk it over with your man, please. He does not know bargains. Yes, all right. Here, Chico, here's a bill. Pretend we've been to all those charming places. Gracias, gracias. Charlie, say a book. Thanks, doll. So long, suckers. Why, you? <laughs> Come back here, you phony. How long have you been in Havana, sailor? Maybe too long. Why do you stay here, Slate? A man like you could have the world on a string with pretty things dangling from it. I've had it. I don't like it. But this you like. The phonies, the beggars, the two-bit tourists that hire out your boat, your hotel, you. Errand boy to a beaten-up girl. That's what fascinates you about Havana. You want to know, huh? No. And I'll tell you. Sometimes I get hungry for something. I don't always know what it is. But Havana comes up with it every time. Now you know. That's what I thought. That's why I didn't want you to tell me. Now, here we are, number 18, end of the hall. After you, sailor. Thanks. Please. Now, let's go. They killed him. They killed him. Killed who? My, my husband, Senor Quito. He opened the door of our house to them. 
They shot him down. Like a street dog he lies there. Yeah. Who did it? I do not know. I did not see them. They ran away through that door in the back. They ran away. They did not show me their faces. Dolores Quito, she lives here? She's my daughter. Where is she? In the barrio. She told me, do not be afraid, mamacita. I go to the barrio to hide there, she said to me. She should be with me, with her father, not in the barrio. Yes, senor. Let me help you. <laughs> and when you're through helping her, Sheila, take this envelope home. Put it in the desk. You can help, too. I am. I'm going to find Dolores for her in the barrio. Dolores Quito, know where she is? You are not needed here, senor. I'll look. Do not try, senor. Dolores Quito is unknown to us. Something made in us, senor. Dolores Quito. I am Alicia. You tell me where she is. I am Alicia. Well, come inside. I will show you there is no one here but Alicia. You uh, dance with Alicia? Huh? Okay. Dolores Quito. They told me maybe. No, sabe, no, sabe, no, sabe. Sure. Well, we better get in this doorway out of the rain. Yeah, that'll be good. Here. Hey. Hey, you're the guy. That's right on the one. He's yours, Captain. Yeah. You did good, Captain. Real good. to the effect that trifles make perfection. But perfection is no trifle. Certainly the steps taken in the preparation of log, cabin, white bread are not trifles, but they do make for perfection. You see, log, cabin, white bread is made from a special recipe that calls for extra amounts of rich, nourishing ingredients. Ingredients every bit as fine as those uh, those you yourself use for your most prized recipes. And log, cabin, white bread is specially baked, too in a way that ensures longer-lasting freshness. Yes, log cabin white bread is truly fine bread. Look for it at your market tomorrow in the gay yellow and white wrapper with the log cabin on the front. For bread at its very best, for flavor, for freshness, for nourishment. Insist on log cabin white bread. Back to Bold Venture and our stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, and the second act of our story. Mr. Shannon, he go to Barrio, the place of danger where the lights are low. A fella, he bang on Mr. Shannon's head. Mr. Shannon, he thinks pavement is new bed. Slade Shannon, he... Don't rub it in, King. Taylor? Uh-huh? Give me that envelope out of my desk. I want to see what's in it that makes me bleed. It's not in the desk. The drawer won't open, remember? I don't care where it is. Just get it. 
It's in the safe. I'll get it, Lady Sailor. Left 23, right 14. Not so loud, King. Don't get excited, Slate. The only thing in that safe beside the envelope is a necktie. Say, I've never seen you in a necktie. How do you look? Nifty and dapper. Is the envelope, Mr. Slate? Thanks. Yeah, I don't get it. What is it? It's a bill of lading for the steamship Capricorn. And look. It says they're supposed to unload six cases of apple juice in Havana Harbor. Apple juice? What do you mean, apple juice? Apple juice means apple juice. What else does apple juice mean? Well, I don't know, but I'll bet it's the first time in history anybody ever got beat up for apple juice. Mm. I think it's a more clever thing, Sailor. When I come back, you can tell them to me. Put the envelope back in the safe, King. You going out? Sure. The rain stopped, the moon's out, the sea's calm. Who knows? I might find me a steamship. <laughs> Pretty as you could go very far in the world, couldn't she, Vic? Very far. Please, please take me home. I am no good to you. No, you're not, baby. Gentle, Vic. Gentle. A girl like Dolores with a nice family and all. A nice port inspector for a father, a man who can forge bills of lading. You should be gentle with a girl like that, Vic. You're right, Captain. Wait till you see how Vic can be with a girl when he puts his heart in it. It'll surprise you, Dolores. Vic? You'd like to go home, wouldn't you, baby? Yes, yes. Sure you would. But you know something? It's going to be lonesome for you. No fun. Oh, you killed it. Killed it. Uh, just you and your mother. It's hardly enough for a pretty girl like you. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. You know what else, baby? You shouldn't have double-crossed us. You should have given me that bill of lading like a soft little kitten. You shouldn't have run as you saw us coming to your house to ask you for it. Then maybe Daddy could still put his arms around his little girl. You understand how it is, don't you, Dolores? We paid your father for the forgery. You would have given it to us. But you didn't. Now, where is it? I, I do not know. I, I lost it. Oh, she lost it. Yeah, I feel sorry for you, kid. You shouldn't have done that. Uh, the things that can happen to a girl in Havana without a mother to look after her. Just makes my heart bleed. You wouldn't stop my mother. Oh, we can arrange it, baby. Easy, real easy. Like pie. I gave him to Senor Shannon. He had the bills of lady. I killed for them. You'll ask him, Dolores. All by yourself. You'll go to him and say, Senor Shannon, the captain wants his bills of lading. Take them to him. For your mother, you'll do it. Huh, baby? Yes, yes. Take the pretty girl ashore, Dick. <laughs> your pardon. What can I do for you, miss? I want to see uh, Senor Shannon. He's gone. Where? Where he is is where. I don't know. Miss Saylor, she here. Miss Saylor's standing over there under the fan. Maybe she can help you. Thanks. Is your name Saylor? That's right. Hot, isn't it? I'm looking for Senor Shannon. The feeling's mutual. Oh, please, I have got to see him. Why? Listen to me. No, you listen to me. About five hours ago, you came in here. And since then, there's been nothing but trouble. Slate gets beaten up. A man gets shot to death. My father. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I'm sorry. If you're truly sorry, you will help me. 
I didn't say anything about that. I just said I was sorry. Senor Shannon has an envelope. It is mine. I must have it. Now I have to be sorry again. I can't give it to you. You do not understand. Right now, I only have to understand one thing. Slate Shannon is somewhere along the Havana waterfront looking for whatever he has to find. He's going to find it, and he's going to do what he has to do. I'm not going to take a chance of messing it up. Sorry. No envelope. They will kill me. They will murder again. Oh, no. Nobody's going to hit you. King Moses will see to that. You stay here. Those men, you do not know what they are. Slate does. That's more important. My father, dead. My mother. Here, sit down. I'll get you a drink of water. King Moses. Yes, Miss Taylor. Did you ever see a Saturday night like this? Ahoy, Capricorn, ahoy! Ahoy! Wait, Shannon, coming alongside in powerboat, Paul Venture. I'll throw your line! Okay, secure. Up the letter, mister. I'll give you a light. Ah, thanks. Now, where's the captain? You're looking at it. Well, I'm just making a social call, Captain, so you can put your gun away. Think so? It's very interesting. Damn! Don't cry, Shannon. I can kill you now, but I'll enjoy it more later. Did you a ship, Cap? Yeah, what do you want? Look what the sea washed up, Dick. Well, what do you know? That's what I like about him, Captain. Every place you turn, there's Shannon to rub noses with and the cap does your work for you, huh, Beck? Because you can't handle it alone. Oh, yeah. I remember. You can't. Let's try to dance once more, Shannon. Just you and me. And with the cap holding a gun on me, I'm ashamed of you, Beck. You think I'm crazy or something? Maybe you can dance later, boys. All I need now are the bills of lading. Dolores told you to bring them, and you brought them, huh, Shannon? Dolores? Uh-uh. It was my own idea. Fast thinker, huh, Captain? My heart goes out to fast thinkers like him. So it was your own idea, huh? Well, we admire you for it. Now, hand them over. Well, I'd uh, sure like to oblige you fellas. You you admiring me and all, but I can't. You don't say. Like I said, I'd like to help you out, but I got to thinking. I thought to myself, now, what is there about six crates of apple juice that's worth a man's life? That's not counting the pistol whipping you gave me, Cap. Then I thought... Now, this must be a kind of apple juice a man could grow real fond of. A fast thinker wants a cut, Captain. Yeah, how'd you guess? How much? Depends. How much is apple juice bringing these days? Quarter of a million dollars in round figures. Yeah, that's pretty round for apple juice. How much? Well, I'm not greedy. You boys did all the work. Ten grand. You named it. Now the bills of lading. And I told you I haven't got them with me. I sure wish I had, fellas. Where are they? Back at my hotel. Let's see, you're uh, three miles out. It took me 20 minutes to get here. Uh, well, you ought to be back, oh, say, an hour. But you're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes it tough. Well, what are we going to do, fellas? You'll think of something. Oh. Say, you got a ship to show off on. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we like to say hello to the folks back home. Well, then it's easy. You'll tell us. And all i got to do is send a message to the Port Authority to sailor. Uh, uh, that's Mr. Val. You saw her at my place, remember, Dick? I'll never forget her. Yeah. That's all I got to do. Simple, fellas. Simple. But we'll do it for you. You'll word it for us, huh, Shannon? My specialty. Tell her to get the envelope out of my desk drawer. A plain manila envelope, bulky. 
Tell her to hire a boat and bring the envelope here to me on the Capricorn, because I need it in a hurry. You can fill in your position. You'll tell her that? Uh, just like you said. Word for word. <laughs> Sounds like your girl got here fast, Charlie. Good for our side, huh? It's always been good for us. Getting better for you. Yeah, you don't know what I can do with those 10 Gs. Like what? Oh, I'm going to put in a parquet floor so you can come and dance on it. You really think you're going to see that crummy hotel of yours? You changing your mind about something, Captain? I thought we were buddies. Oh, we're buddies. Then I'll see my hotel again. We'll float you past it. You'll be face down. There she is, Captain. Leave her here. Get back on deck, Vic. Hi, fellas. You bring the envelope, sailor? Well, that's what you told me to do, wasn't it? I like a girl who does what she's told. Now, let's have the envelope. You ask me, Slate. Give it to him. Thanks, Shannon. Put it on the table, young lady. All right. Now, both of you get over there against the bulkhead. Slate. The etiquette when a man with a gun says stand over against the wall is to stand over against the wall. All right, now put your hands behind your neck. Like this? Or like this? It'll come to you. We're not buddies anymore, huh? I'll grieve for you. You'll grieve long enough to tell me why you had to kill that old man. Why? All right, I'll tell you. I paid him some money to forge a bill of lading for me so I could get this stuff into port. He sent his daughter down with it. She got cagey. I had to teach her a lesson. What did he promise you, Slate? Ten grand. That would have been nice. Yeah, it would. Let me take a look at this bill of lading. I've been waiting for it so long. I've waited a long time for this piece of paper. A quarter of a million dollars. A quarter of a... Something wrong, Captain? Now, this paper, it's blank. It's a blank. Get him, Chase. Yeah. Nice going. Sailor, I could kiss you. I knew when the message said get the envelope out of the desk, something was wrong. The desk drawer doesn't open. I switched papers. Hey, what was that you were saying? You could kiss me. Hey, Captain, I put you. You're all by yourself again, Buster. Come here. That's enough, Slate. What was that you were saying? Oh, I, I said I could kiss you. I lost my head. It couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall will return in just a moment. For the meal with the family or society, log cabin cracked, we could give variety. Made with pure honey and a crackle crust, cracked wheat all through, it is so glorious. For sandwiches so popular with every guest, log cabin cracked wheat is the bread that's best. Yes, for mealtime variety, choose Log Cabin Variety Breads. This week's feature, Log Cabin Cracked Wheat, is a real lunchbox lunchtime favorite. Crisp flakes of cracked wheat, pure golden honey, make it the finest sandwich combination ever. Just try Log Cabin Cracked Wheat with roast beef, pork, or cheese. Mighty good toasted, too. Look for this week's special display at your market tomorrow. Log Cabin Cracked Wheat Bread. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's raining again. Yeah. 
no customers. Uh-huh. At the two bits, I close up the place and take the boat out to the point. I like to see the surf pounding in. Would you take me along? I'd consider it. You've got your two bits, Blake. I said, you've got your two bits. Yeah, I sure worked hard for it. I'm tired. Man's got to relax. Let's go, sailor. And so our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, have brought to a close our latest Bold Venture story. Special music was composed and conducted by David Rose. May we invite you to listen again next week at this time for another exciting adventure starring... Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, together in Bold Venture. Until next Thursday evening at 6.30, when the bakers of fine log cabin white and variety breads again bring you Bold Venture. This is George Barkley inviting you to remember... Stay tuned for Life with Luigi, next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for that little immigrant from Italy to write to his mama. Here's Life with Luigi. We invite you to enjoy life. Life with Luigi, a new comedy show created by Cy Howard and starring that celebrated actor, Mr. J. Carol Nash, with Alan Reed. ago when Luigi Vasco left Italy to start his new life in America, he promised his mother that he would write her and tell her about his adventures. So now we look over Luigi's shoulder as he writes another letter to Mama Vasco in Italy. Dear Mamma Mia, it's now almost one year I'm in America and everything is new and exciting, like a traffic system they got here in Chicago. Streets is a full of people and the cars. In our little town in Italy is also traffic. Streets is a full of people and the goats. <laughs> I'm gonna remember how every day a goat to run over somebody. Over here is a much safer. I'm in Chicago one a year, and I'm gonna never see anybody get a hit by a goat. <laughs> Mamma mia, I explain to you traffic system in America. It is a very simple. Here they have a light. Red lights mean the cars are stopped, the people are gone. Green lights means the cars are gone, people are stopped. It's nice and simple. Only trouble is, Mamma Mia, in the middle, they got a yellow light. <laughs> I'm here a one a year, still I don't know what is the meaning of yellow light. First, I think, is maybe to keep away mosquitoes. <laughs> then I'm stand on the corner and watch and watch and watch. And now I think I know. Yellow light is it to mix up everybody and to give a cop enough time to hand out the ticket. <laughs> My 
Mamma mia. Sometimes when I think about this traffic system, I, I think America is a very good. But maybe it's a safer for a man in Italy. Goats that don't have offenders. <laughs> this reminds me of our countryman Pasquale, who has a spaghetti palace next door to my antique store, and who bring me to this country. He is still the one thing I should marry is a fat daughter Rosa. Pasquale, he's got what they call here a single track of mine. And Rosa, she's the super chief. <laughs> like this morning, my door opened and... Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, Pasquale. Luigi, my countryman, all the night long, I'm not to sleep in because I'm worried about you. Just look under my eyes. What do you see? Your nose. <laughs> no, no. What do you see on the top of my nose? More nose. <laughs> Luigi, look under my eyes. See deep, dark circles. That's from a worrying about you. And you know why I'm worrying about you? Why, Pasquale? Because the trouble with you is you never go out. You in a store all the time. All day long, you sit and read. You sit and you sit. You use your head too much. <laughs> Pasquale, the reason I sit and read is because I'm studying the English language. What's it good to study English when the only one you talk to is me and we talk Italian? <laughs> Luigi, is the time you went out and meet other people. Why you shut yourself up? You like in the closet. You must go out and live and laugh and love. How I do this, Pasquale? Take out of my daughter, Rosa. <laughs> I'm back in the closet again. <laughs> All right, have it your way. I'm not going to bother you about marrying Rosa. I'm going to come here to tell you to go out and have a good time. That's good for your health. Where do you think I should go, Pasquale? Well, where all the tired business men go at night? To bed. No, they go to night to clubs. They have a bed there? <laughs> is a night the club and not a Turkish bath. <laughs> Pasquale, I like it to go out and enjoy myself when I go to my first night the club. And do the things American people do. But is there no enjoyment to go out with your daughter, Rosa? No enjoyment to going out with a Rosa, eh? <laughs> Luigi Bosco, look at you. Five foot to four, curly <laughs> hair, two different color eyes, <laughs> big ears, a little nose, a crooked teeth, a Green coat, the belt in the back, sneakers. Pasquale, nice to talk, but don't it change in my mind. <laughs> Listen to your shrimp, your greenhorn, you. Nobody's going to go out with you but a big dope. So why don't you go out with my Rosa? <laughs> Pasquale, Rosa is a very nice girl, but not for me. Then who is it for you? You've been in America one year, you go out with a nobody. Why? Because no American girls go out with you. That's not true. I never ask American girls. Luigi, you couldn't get an American girl even if you were born an American and a girl is born in Italy. <laughs> I prove you wrong, Pasquale. I get American girls. All right, my little man. I'm telling you what I do. I show you Pasquale's sport. If you get American girl to go out with you tonight, I pay check at a nightclub. But if you don't get a girl to go out with you tonight, you take out a Rosa. Is it not the fair, Pasquale? Oh, little mouse is talking big. He's not so sure of himself. Huh? I'm sure of myself, Pasquale. I get American a girl and go out tonight, or my name is not Luigi Bosco. 
What do you say to that? Goodbye, Sam. <laughs> Tisha Hello, Mr. Luigi. What brings you to my classroom? It's something I want to talk to you about. For the first, here's an apple. What a lovely red apple. Miss Spaulding, if I have my way, I bring you ten apples every day. In a one a month, you have your own pushcart. <laughs> Mr. Luigi, it's nice of you to think of me that way. Miss Spaulding, I'm always to think about you. I remember when I first started in your night school class. Somebody tells me how much little salary you make. You know, since that day, I'm coming to school with my own chalk. <laughs> Mr. Luigi, that wasn't necessary. And remember last Christmas, the whole class chips in and buys your fountain pen. And you found the one extra present, handkerchief. That handkerchief was yours? Out of my own pocket. I pay for it to myself. <laughs> Mr. Luigi, that's very touching. You got no idea how I feel about you. When I stand up in a night school and I'm a recite to Jack and a Jill went up at the hill, <laughs> then I'm saying it to myself, Luigi, when are you and a Mr. Spaulding going to make it that trip? <laughs> I had no idea you felt this way. You got no idea how I'm a feel. Remember when a Schultz that the stupid delicatessen the man that puts a tack on your chair and you sit on it? Believe him, Miss Spaulding. The pain went right through my heart. <laughs> Please, Miss Spaulding, is there something I must know? What is it? Would a nice American girl like you go out with a poor Italian fellow like me? Of course, Mr. Luigi. I wouldn't be an American if Columbus hadn't discovered this place. Aha! Pasquale is wrong. Tonight do we go tonight at the club. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Luigi, but I have another date for tonight. Oh. Are you sure you tell the truth? Maybe you think I can't afford it. Not at all. In fact, the fellow I'm going out with tonight's very poor. He doesn't have a penny. Oh, he's another school teacher. <laughs> no. What is important for me, I must get American girl for tonight. Why tonight? Because of Pasquale. He's a say I know can't get American a girl. Now, Mr. Luigi, it's easy to know girls. Have you seen any American girls you like? Sure, I see. Well, then it's very simple. Why don't you call one of them up? How? Just use your phone book. Thank you, my teacher, Miss Spaulding. I'll do it. <laughs> Mrs. Spaulding says to use the phone book. Sounds funny, but I use it. Chicago Telephone Directory. Classified. Let me see. Girls, I look under a G. <laughs> Garbage of disposal. <laughs> Government the bags, the gas, the generators. Ah, ah, now I'm getting it close. Girdles. <laughs> the last. Mamma mia, where's the girls? That's the funny, is an old list of girls. Must be all out of town. Let's try the telephone book. Ah, uh -huh. here's a lot of names. American the telephone book must be full of good American names. Ah, look. Oh, Hula Hen. Rizanatsky, Swanson, Horowitz, Bajinian, Jung Lu, Krauss Meyer. 
Smith. Ah, that's a good. I think I look up nice American name. Mary Smith. Huh. Let me see. Mary Smith. Mary Smith, Mary Smith, Mary Smith, Mary. <laughs> Must be a very popular girl to have her name in it so many times. <laughs> and the look that all the different addresses that she's a guy. Oh, Mimi, if people can't get a place to live with this girl, she's got a hundred apartments. <laughs> well, I think they call her up. I shot the squally. I'll find them American girl tonight. Hello, Mary Smith. This is Luigi Bosco. Can you go out on a date with me tonight? This is Mr. Smith. What are you saying? Well, I find out a girl. I get a different American name. J- Jones. Betty Jones. That's the name. Hello? Hello? Is this uh, Miss Betty Jones? Yeah, who's this? This is a Luigi. Oh, gee, Louie. No. No, Luigi. Oh, cut it, Louie. When'd you get back? I'm a never went. <laughs> Oh, my telephone is not the possible. Say, who is this anyway? Luigi Bosco. You're not kidding. No. It's a funny thing in America, nobody says a goodbye. <laughs> well, if it looks like a Pasquale is going to win us a bet, I'm going to try one more girl. Oh, here's a nice name. Susie Brown. I try Let me stand for one, please. What number are you calling, please? I'm not calling a number. I'm calling Susie Brown. I'm going to 41. That's a suburban call. I'll have to connect you with the toll operator. Hmm. Phone company has a two sizes. Toll operator and a small operator. <laughs> well, I guess a toll operator is for long distance. <laughs> Listen, for Luigi Bosco, maybe you got the medium size operator? <laughs> oh, you're a kidder. Sorry. Your number is busy. Mamma mia. Operator, are you busy? What do you mean, sir? Well, I'm going to a night club tonight. And I'd like to know if you like it to come with me. I'm sorry. It's against the company rules. Then you want to go? I didn't say that. I just said it was against company rules. Oh. However, it's not against the company rules to be in front of the Wrigley Building at 8 o'clock wearing red pumps, open toes, mesh stockings, 51 gauge, blue hat with brown feather, and I'll have on a scrumptious fur coat imitation I.J. Fox. <laughs> Peggy Marshak. Oh, shh. The supervisor's coming. Okay. Deposit another five cents, please. And how will I recognize you? Well, well, that's going to be hard. Wait. I know how you recognize me easy. How? I'm going to carry a balloon. And now for the second act of Luigi Vasco's Adventures in Chicago, we turn to page two of his letter to his mother in Italy. So now, Mamma Mia, I'm going to have it tonight. My first date with American a girl. 
If you see me now, Mamma Mia, you think maybe your boy Luigi is a crazy. Here it is a Sunday, and I'm already take a bath. <laughs> After that, I pour on myself for some special stuff I buy from a barber. It's a very expensive. It costs me ten cents. I have a milk bottle. <laughs> now, now you can smell me all the way to Italy. <laughs> also, to make good impression, I'm going to dress up extra special. You should see my suit now. Looks a brand new after I'm going to get through washing it. <laughs> so now, so now I'm going to tell Pasquale all about my date with American girl. Hello, Pasquale. Oh, you like this. My eyes say it's a Luigi, but my nose I don't believe in my eyes. <laughs> stop making fun of me, Pasquale. I'm all dressed up for the night the club. Oh, Luigi, my son, I'm almost a forgot. Are you all dressed up to take out of my rosa? No, I'm going to take out a telephone operator. Where you get a her? From a telephone company. <laughs> Must to be a new kind of service. <laughs> Pasquale, I'm not here to argue. Remember what you promised me. If I get a date to myself, you pay for the nightclub. That's the matter. You're crazy. You think I'm going to lock the barn when somebody's not going out to my horse? <laughs> but, but, Charlie, this afternoon you promised me. Then it was impossible for you to get a girl, or was it possible for me to keep a promise? Now, is it possible for you to get a girl? Is impossible for me to keep a promise. You mean, you mean you're not going to pay? My friend, I give you my answer in two words. Impossible. <laughs> Pasquale, you think you're killing my good time, huh? Well, you won't. I'm going to use my own money. I'm going to take a girl to the club. We eat, we drink, we dance, we go home in a taxi. And maybe even I'll buy her a flower. Oh, how much money you got, a little man? A dollar and eighty. A dollar eighty, you big stupid. You couldn't eat. You. Dollar eighty, eh? Sure, that's fine, fine. With all of that money, you can have a wonderful night. You can go any place to eat all you want. You sure, Pasquale? Well, I'll prove you. Here, look at my menu. Ham sandwich is 20 cents. With a pickle, 20 cents. With a potato chips, 20 cents. With a bread, 25 cents. Pasquale, people eat during the daytime. Nighttime of food should be cheaper. Sure, that's right. So maybe a sandwich is only 15 cents. Or you order a whole dinner. In my restaurant, is 65 cents. In a night the club, is a night to eight, maybe 50 cents. You think... You think I can also order the wine? Sure, wine. I charge you 15 cents, maybe they only charge a nickel. Then I have enough to let for a taxi. Sure. That's right. Taxi is only 20 cents a mile. I go only half a mile to 10 cents. Yo, you see, Luigi, you take a girl out at the night the club like a Chez Paris, you eat or you drink, you take a taxi, you still have a 40 cents left over. What are you going to do with so much about it? Let me see. I know. If I like a girl tomorrow night, I take her out again. In America, I love you. You like a papa to me. Almost. Hey, it's five minutes after eight. I wonder where is the girl. I'm standing here with my balloon. Maybe she's not to come. Hey. 
There's the girl with the red the shoes, the black the coat. Oh, Mr. Marshak. Here's me. I beg your pardon. I'm a fellow make a date with you. Luigi Bosco. See the balloon? Oh, brother. No. Not as a brother. It's for me, Luigi. Well, it was a very pleasant evening. Goodbye. Oh, but the lady. What about the date with a nightclub? Oh, where are you going to take me? Nice, quiet place. Chez de Paris. Chez Paris? Oh, you must be really loaded. Appearances are certainly deceitful. Well, got to go news. Okay, let's go. Yes, right this way. I have a nice table for the... Hey, ain't you Luigi Bosco? Remember me, Tony Manelli, Napoli. My father, fisherman. Tony Manelli. That's right. You little boy. Now you're big ahead of way. <laughs> I'm happy to see you. <laughs> Please, Luigi, no case here. Okay. <laughs> hey, Luigi, I, I understand you're going with Pasquale's daughter, Rose. Last time I see Rose, she's a big just like elephant. My this little girl, she looks just like a chicken. Don't worry, Ross is still big like elephant. This chicken is somebody else. <laughs> well, have a good time, Luigi. Fred, sit down in front of the special table. Well, a good evening, mister. That's a nice fellow, Luigi. Luigi, you certainly know the right people. Well, you see, I know him since I'm a baby. My mother used to clean a fish for his father. My dad's father? My father's father, there was a man. Every morning. Winter, summer, snow, rain, he get up at five o'clock in the morning. What for? To wake up with my mother to go to work. <laughs> it's a big place, no? Uh-huh. Right this way, sir. Your table. May I have your hat? It's no use to you take. No fit to you anyway. <laughs> oh, you're so continental. Excuse me while I go powder my nose. Order for me, William Luigi. Uh, here's your menu, sir. Thank you, Mr. Waiter. I'm uh, going to order a big meal. Now, let me see. First, we start with, uh, with, uh, Waiter. I think there's a mistake in your menu. What's wrong? It'll say here, ham sandwich, $2. <laughs> Is there a decimal point in the wrong place? <laughs> Should have been 20 cents. <laughs> no, it's right, all right. Olives. Olives are one dollar. Must have been very expensive pits. <laughs> Lemma chops are four dollars. Mister, you prepare something special for me? Yes, yes. What would you like? Ham a sandwich for 20 cents. <laughs> <laughs> No, sir, you must be joking. Our cover charge is four dollars. Then take away the tablecloth. <laughs> well, while you're thinking it over, would you like to order a drink? That's what I like. Good, good. What'll it be? Two glasses of water. <laughs> what can I do? I'll bring it. Two glasses of water, eighty cents. <laughs> Mamma mia, Doctor Pasquale, he's to do this on a me purpose. Now, what am I going to do? Oh, Luigi, 
I'm enjoying myself immensely. Uh, what did you order for us? Nothing. Oh, you're so considerate. You wouldn't order without me. Well, I know just what I want. Steak. I was afraid of that. The let you go. Go? We just came. And they had such a good floor show. Danny Thomas and the Fox Flying the Coppice. Listen to Peggy. Listen to Peggy, I must tell you the truth. The reason we go is because I... Luigi, ain't got no... my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello, hello. I see you celebrate. So, well, sit down and we join you. Pasquale, we're going. Pasquale, don't push. Then stay. We all have a good time. Let's stay, Luigi. Oh, you're here alone, Pasquale? Now, I'm here with my daughter, Rosa, the two of us. We're a preacher. <laughs> Rosa, come here. Say hello to Luigi. <laughs> hello, Luigi. Hello. <laughs> hello, Rosa. Say hello to the young lady. Hello, young lady. Hello, Rosa. Anything else you want me to say, Papa? No, shut up your face. <laughs> We're very happy to be your guest. I'm glad that somebody's happy. Well, are we going to eat? I love the food. Luigi, you eat it yet? No, the food here is too rich. <laughs> I know this is what you mean. Well, I'm order. Waiter. Yes, sir. Uh, put this down. Uh, two shrimp cocktails, uh, two vegetable soup, uh, two chef salad, uh, two T-bone steak, uh, two mashed potatoes, uh, two string of beans. Two bottles of beer, two Boston cream pie, two cups of coffee, and a two plates ice of cream. Will that be all? No, I'll have two the same. That's the best supper I've ever had in my life. A steak, a potatoes, a pie, a ice cream. But what could have come after such a supper? The electric chair. Luigi, <laughs> you're a wonderful host. I'm so full I could have buzzed. When? Hey, Pasquale, I hope you and the Rosa enjoy the meal. Very much, Tony. I'm sorry Luigi don't eat because the man who pays the check, he should eat. That's a good idea, Pasquale. You eat, you pay the check. <laughs> no, Luigi, I'm not going to take this pleasure away from you. Please, foster yourself, Pasquale. <laughs> no, it's no use. Tony, give Luigi the check. Tony, Tony, I'm ashamed, but I must... Have Luigi, that I Luigi, no. sit down. Pasquale. <laughs> the check. <laughs> I'm not going to pay. <laughs> Luigi's going to pay. Oh, no. You wait till you pay. <laughs> Before I pay. You wash it a dish. Oh, no. First you pay. What a cheap frame-up. <laughs> All right, I pay, but I'm going to never come here again. The food is terrible. I know, sir. I'll have two of the same. Oh, shut up, you thing. Well, Tony, thank you. Hey, sit down, sit down, Luigi. Don't run away. I'm going to explain why I give Pasquale the check. Why? Well, six years ago, Pasquale bring me to Chicago. Uh -huh. He promised me big opportunity. What do you think is a big opportunity? Not to tell me. You're right. Rosa. <laughs> One year he make my life a miserable trying to marry me to Rosa. 
But tonight, tonight, I finally get even with him and thanks to you, Luigi, my countryman. You're welcome, Matani. But please, now we have to go. No, no, no. Now you and your girlfriend sit down and eat. Eat? Yes, the food is on the house. Thanks, Tony. But if it's a same to you, please put a food on the table. <laughs> All right, what are you going to have? I'm going to let the Peggy order. Peggy, your favor, please. Steak, potatoes, pie, ice cream, coffee, bread and butter. <laughs> okay. And, Tony, one more thing. What's that? No water. <laughs> Well, uh, good night to Peggy. Thank you, Luigi. Is it this American custom? Standing in the hallway? Yeah. But don't ring on the doorbell if you wake up all the neighbors. Peggy, I'm going to tell you something. It's the first time tonight I'm going to go out to an American girl. Tell the truth. You know, have a good time, huh? Oh, no, Luigi. I had a wonderful time. You did? Uh-huh. I don't believe you. Oh, yes. And do you know what I like about you, Luigi? You like? Yes. Every other fellow I go out with, all they can think of is wrestling. You're different. If you like, I study wrestling. No! Luigi, I'm not doing anything Tuesday night. Maybe you're not doing anything Tuesday night. So what? Maybe we're both not doing anything Tuesday night. No. It means we have a date. Oh, oh, oh. Good night. Good night. I said good night. That's what I said. <laughs> good night. Good night. And so, Mama Mia, I'm a closing this letter to tell you everything that come out the good. On my first date with American girl. But maybe you think I was act a little too fresh. I let the girl kiss me. <laughs> also, Mamma Mia, I must say, I'm a very grateful to Alexander Graham Abella for an inventing a telephone operator. P.S. <laughs> you're loving a son of Luigi, the little immigrant. over most of these stations when Luigi Vasco writes another letter to Mama Vasco describing his adventures in America. Life with Luigi is a Cy Howard production and is written by Highcraft and Cy Howard and stars J. Carol Nash as Luigi Vasco with Alan Reed as Pasquale. Music is directed by Lynn Murray. Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll be with me tomorrow night when we present Challenge of the Yukon, followed by Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Thanks to Paul Stringer and Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.